What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies of Lemon Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no silence. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Oh, yo, oh, a pirate's life for me. We plunder, we rifle and loot Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho Yo-ho, yo-ho A pirate's life for me once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. I see, a.k.a. Craig, up in here, joined today, got my bro Chachos in the building, missed a couple weeks here on Buck That Podcast, had some AC issues, it was a little, it was before the cold front came in, so a little caliente, I, I, I haven't unmuted you guys yet, it's okay, you guys, you guys are still muted, I, I was getting. You didn't miss anything good. You didn't miss anything good. All I said was Muli Caliente. Yeah, it was Muli Caliente, man. That was boy, it was hotter than a whore in church. Yeah, it was super unbearable. We could definitely could not do shows in, in that type. <laughs> what did you say? It's hotter than a whore in church. Well, well they get a little well, sweaty in church. Well, well the the one the one uh the one day we came down here, oh oh Logan tried to meet us down here. He was trying to do some crazy stuff to even try to get up on the roof like Logan. He was already a twelve pack in and Natty Light, like my oh, boy. I was like Logan, dog, don't, don't don't kill yourself trying to fix the AC for us. I was like, we'll get it done, you know, what I'm saying we'll handle it, you know, what I'm saying we'll see what's up. Um, he didn't get a chance to come down here, figured out what it was. I let the uh, landlord know, and it was, you know, they got like a service. So simple. They got a no, it wasn't simple. Oh. It was the fan motor. Uh-oh. And I thought they were going to have it installed by last week. Apparently, they didn't. But uh, it is fixed now, but it's a little cooler outside. So even if it was not fixed, it, yeah. it would have been bearable. It was just bad timing, you know, like yeah. the winter just hadn't come yet. Yeah. And now it's here. The smidgen of winter. Weeks. Yeah. Before it gets 90 degrees again and it's hot again. You know what hasn't come for us yet either? Uh, a win. A win in a while. A win in a while. When was our Actually, last no, win? Last week. 
The week before, oh, yeah, that's right. Arizona. I almost forget that because we almost lost that game. A winning streak. Yeah, a winning that. streak. Yeah, that's it's it's been a while for that, huh? It's been a while. I feel like we almost have to change our intro to, like, Pucks lose, Pucks lose, because that's just what we've been seeing lately. Yeah. A lot of losing and a lot of – even when we won in Arizona, it wasn't like we, wasn't we dominated that yet. game or we had a lot of mistakes as well. But as um, a Pucks fan, we're, we're used to – Having losing streaks. When's the last time we had really good winning streaks? We are. Two thousand eight. Unfortunately, that's 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 what it is to be a Bucks fan. And I'm a true Bucks fan. Like I'm, I'm gonna watch my boys on the weekend, whether we win or lose. It's funny. Like the wife and I sit down every week. We have our same routine. We watch the games. We have the red zone on, and she is just so passionate about these Buccaneers. She's screaming and yelling and getting all upset. And, and I'm, just so, I'm, just so, I'm just so calm, though, because, like, I just have to remind her, look, babe. You're used to it. Look at the look – look, you see that score there? It says 20 to 0. Look underneath that 0. What's that record say? You know, it's like we're 3 and 7. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're, we're like a step above Browns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if we're a step above Browns. No, we got a Super Bowl. Oh, well, if you're talking about as far as encompassing yeah, yeah, the whole yeah. franchise, yes. Yes. We're like a step above Just the because of that. But we're well, still the loosest franchise. The we... Browns have a Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens were the Browns. No, it doesn't count. Doesn't we count. are the loosest franchise in NFL sport or in all sports. Remember, I brought that up uh, several weeks ago. In all of sports, the Buccaneers are the most loosest franchise ever. ever. Is that a word, loosest? It is because we made it. We made it. That's, how, we bad. Continue, That's how bad the Bucs are. We continue to. to to do this every single week is just lose. It's just lose. And be the losingest. Lose, lose, lose. But we find really good ways to lose. We do. It's always against us. <sighs> yeah, like four interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. But even when you look at those interceptions, like that first one, the OJ Howard, it's like what was what that? is going on with like you watch some of these plays? You're this like, is our that season. Happened? This is this is encompassing our whole season. Like that play right there. And we've seen this before from O.J. Howard missing missing uh, passes and going off his hand and being intercepted. This is becoming a constant for him, and I think that's why he got pulled. And we did see a bright spot this weekend against the Saints, and that was Cameron Brake coming in stepping up and earning some of that $7 million he's being paid this year with his career high in catches, 10 catches. That, that rookie Scotty Miller showing out. I, I did post that in the chat. Uh, Scotty Miller did show up. He had his biggest day uh, of the year. He led the, the Bucks in, in receiving yards. Uh, did he lead us in yeah, yards? I think so, man. He had like 79. I know he had like seven catch or seven targets, but I don't know if he led us in yards. But I, I, I got it pulled up here, I though. do want to say something. That, that was Cameron Bright, by the way, I, 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 by two yards. I feel like that they need to reevaluate some of these rules in the NFL because as I'm watching the game, right, we all know the Scotty M- Miller – I'm going to say it was a touchdown. They it was said a touchdown. He, they, it was a touchdown. They said he was down by contact. But, like, he was making the catch. As he's getting touched. As he's getting touched. And after he, like, gained possession and made an actual football move to where if he lost the ball, it would have been a fumble or whatever. La da da Then he kind of stumbles, trips, and slides in the end zone untouched. To me, that's a touchdown. I but, feel you. But there are, have been a lot of coaches that have come out and said, well, hell, I got to go back and relearn what the hell pass interference is because everything that I'm challenging and it feels like pass interference, 
the freaking refs go to look at it, and New York says, oh, no, it's not pass interference. So apparently, unless you pull a Miles Garrett, rip off somebody's helmet and hit him with it, I mean, I mean and there's no harm, no foul nowadays. Which is ridiculous. If you, Some it, horrible it, fouls. It, I mean, why did they bring this, implement this rule for the season? It, it's for checks and balances on blown calls that are obvious blown calls. So when you get the chance to review it, let's get it right. And a lot of these plays are not – I don't know if it's a pride thing with the refs or I don't know what it is, but it, the, the the rule is blatant. That it was blatant. And a lot of these plays that we've been challenging have been blatant against the blatant. Buccaneers. I mean, we're not getting the calls. Even as I was watching the red zone, there was a, a play with the uh, – the against the Ravens and, and the, the Texans in D-Hop. For sure, you can see like the arm got pulled down. Um, I, f- I forgot the cornerback that they just got recently this year. Uh, Marcus was, Peters. Yeah, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. You see him like legit grab on like the inside arm, and and nothing. You know what I'm saying? And the re- and the ref is literally like right there. Like you know, it wasn't like the ref was like twenty yards on the side of the field. Like there was a dude right there. Like bro, you got to call that. So I mean, you know. It's it's just some of the stuff that that have been going on with just the league in general that I, that you know not even just the Bucks have experienced. You know, it's it's hard enough to beat a team in the National Football League, anyways. But then you got to beat the refs on top of it. It's going to be a hard little situation. Yeah, and I know you're not necessarily blaming that on the Bucks. You know, success obviously, yes. but it is something that's weighing against. Oh no, the we beat ourselves. And, and, yeah, and, and, that's, and, and here's that's just thing. icing on the cake. Here, here's one thing, and, I, and I, I'm gonna tie this into something that happened that we didn't get to talk about last week, but something that has happened. Um, a lot with the Bucks, I think, is uh, certain parts of it, and and it's gonna be a year or two process. Part of it is, I, I believe, the team morale. Yeah, I, culture. It's, it's the culture. It's the culture right now. And, you know, I think to kind of make a statement, because we're at the point in the season, we're past the trade deadline. We're not really in position to really, you know, we don't need to go out there and sign any free agents for anything other than maybe some death or something if, if an injury occurs. So we didn't really need the money. But we released Vernon Hargraves, who we will have to see again in a few weeks when, when we we'll face the, the Texans. Texans. But, um, you know, I, I think his team morale, and it had been said, you know, we talked about it last week on the way down here, that, uh, you know, JPP had been heard, heard, you know, in the locker room snapping, talking about, you out here worrying about these white women and this and that, and, yeah. blah, blah, you know, being distracted and, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like getting, getting in somebody's ass. And it was, you know, alleged to believe, you know, I don't know if, the, if it ever came out that was for sure that he was talking to Hargraves, but it was alleged to be believed that, and, you know, as somebody who was going for your fifth year contract, you have not lived up to your your first round draft. I mean, if we would have legit tried to trade him on the on the trade line, I don't know if they did or not. I would be surprised if we got a fourth or fifth for him. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't really pan out the way that we wanted, and uh, you know that kind of I don't want to say that loser mentality, but when you go through years and years of just being like average or below average. And it's I, just accepted. I see your point on that, but then I'm going to have to go on the opposite side of that and say there's keys to this team that are working really well. We can say the front seven of the defense is really good. Really we good. can say the passing offense the kicker. minus the turnovers are really good. The offensive line is crap. The defensive backs are crap. The The passing game for the defense is, is crap. I feel like if we were to fix those areas, things would change. The tide well, would turn a little bit. Well, well, that's what I'm trying to get at. 
over the last few. I'm not talking about like this year specifically. I'm talking about over the years. It ain't like it ain't like the season ended last year and we got a whole new 53 man roster. Nope. Like no, we got dudes that have been on this this team for some years. Yeah, and and that team morale on certain people, i.e. Vernon Hargraves, has probably set into some of these people, and you got to coach that out of them. And the way to buy doing that is to making a, a statement like you know old Bruce did and getting rid of Hargraves. Remember in training camp. He was one of the first guys that was called out, and he was sat down. He was. When they were coming out, he was like, I don't know, Vernon Hargraves has to figure that out so he can get on the and, field. And that's when you kind of knew, I mean, that's kind of when you knew that, hey, Hargraves better get his junk together or else he's going to be out the door. Um, you know, there's like one of the things that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Zach has a question for us. Where we're going to rate what we think, you know, needs to be fixed in order from, from one to four. But, uh there's a multitude of things that need to be fixed around here, but a lot of it is going to, like, I think, like, the biggest thing in the whole aspect of the thing is, like, you know how you can have a team of some good good players, but you bring in a guy like a LeBron James or Michael Jordan, and, and it'll elevate those guys to, you know, you, you make, like, yeah. even, like, even like a Tom Brady or like an Aaron Rodgers, like, they make receivers better than like you, you know, you it's see, that energy that you comes see in those there. guys leave to go to the other teams, practice, and they, you know, they're, they're, the they're, they're still good, but they're not like they were when they were with that particular person. We got to get that mentality where we got to have players that hold each other ca- accountable. You know, you need that guy on the sideline like a JPP, where you miss your assignment on defense, he's in your face. Like, you know, what the hell were you seeing out there? Like, you know, what I'm saying, were you pulling a Sam Darnold and seeing some ghosts? You know, what was going on here? What'd you bite on? And you know, those are some things. It's, it's just, it's we. I think that we have the right coaching staff in place. Um, I wouldn't even see that. I wouldn't even say that we need to make uh, adjustments. I'm not Bruce Arians though, so maybe bringing somebody to help with the offensive line or something like that, uh, an assistant or whatever, whatever the situation may be. But there's certain things that just need to be addressed, and you know, some of those issues, part of uh, you know our defensive backs, our secondary. The boys are young. We well, yeah, we need to get some veteran we need leadership. To get some veterans in there. You might you know yeah. saying. Oh, oh! Uh, the top of the the ladder may need to break out that checkbook and freaking write a freaking check for somebody who's well. Not a, even a that. Ramsey not even well, I, I, and I can understand that. But well, you're not going to get a great corner. Yeah, for, but but not even having to break out your checkbook. Just getting a guy in here that's going to provide some veteran leadership in the in the film room. You know, not somebody that's necessarily going to come in to here and, and start, or even come in here to beat out these young guys. If they, do, if he, if he does come, or whoever that said player is comes in and beats out these younger guys, then great. But just to provide some some stability in the in the film room, because right now we've got uh, young guys teaching young guys. I mean, other other than the coaches coaching, but you know what I mean, like. And, and maybe it could be the coaching. I don't know. Maybe we need. To, maybe that's an area of the coaching staff that does need to be addressed. But with those young guys, I mean, some of them we have seen some guys that have stepped up. Uh, Davis is starting to, you know, he has his moments. He's had some shining moments. Yeah. Uh, Whitehead has had some moments. So Yeah, I mean, we have some good young talent. And this weekend during the Saints game, Mike Edwards stepped up, played nickelback. Um, Mike Edwards had a good game until he lost a couple plays here and there. But Yeah, the for the, mo- the, first, the first half, he played a really, really nice game, I thought. Um but this team, you know, it's young in the secondary right now. So to expect that we're going to come out here and shine and to have a guy like a Jalen Ramsey in his rookie year, it just doesn't happen very often uh, in the NFL. So they, these guys need some veteran leadership in that film room 
to help these younger guys out and to, and to build them as, as cornerbacks because it's probably one of the toughest positions besides quarterback to no, grasp. And, and, and what I'm saying, and when, when I made the Jalen Ramsey remark, I was saying culture. like we don't need to go. We didn't. We don't need to do what we did this year and go sign like all these dudes that have played for like your scheme before and that like know your scheme because obviously that didn't work because all those guys like Kentrell Bryce and stuff like that, Deion Buchanan. Yeah, but you see are, why he are, did are, that, are, right? I see why he did they it. They had to fill a roster. But but we legit need to sign somebody like a legit cornerback who's a starting cornerback in this league and, and pay him a couple dollars to come in here mm-hmm. and, and like like a, like how we did with Brent Grimes. Chris Harris is going to be open this year. If he if he makes it out of Denver, yeah, if he makes it out of Denver, I mean they've already got rid of Keep Tlaib and, and Jimmy Ro- Smith. Roby's gone. Yeah, he might be a guy. Logan Ryan. Yeah, he's in Tennessee. He's playing pretty good. That Tennessee are all defense un- is pretty good. Unrestricted free agents coming out 2020. Yeah, I mean there's probably going to be some veteran guys on on the block um, that we Roby. can bring in, and that's a guy from who played nickel uh, for the Broncos, but he's kind of bounced around a little bit. Ronald Darby. Mm, not a one E Darby, even though he's from Florida State. Brandon Carr, no, he's getting a little old. He's, getting a, little he's old. a little old in the tooth. Tremont Williams, yeah, he's made? like he's gonna be like thirty nine next year. No, yeah, thirty seven. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> you can't hey, an old guy. Somebody who had a really good game against us, Eli Apple. Yeah, that's a guy that got drafted one slot ahead of Vernon Hargraves in that draft. But I don't even know if, if it's cornerback that's the biggest need of – I think growing. I mean, these, these three or four guys are going to grow oh, next yeah. season. I think they'll make a step forward. Um, we've already seen a couple steps being – baby steps being taken by these rookies. Sean Murphy Bunting has glimpses. Yeah. Uh, Jamel Dean uh, in Jamel his, had a good his game. short uh, stints on the field has had really good uh, stints on the field. Uh, Mike Edwards this weekend came up with a couple big plays. So just getting some experience also yeah. will help these guys out yeah. a lot and, too. And, and, and I'm not saying that uh, anything bad about him. I mean, Sh- Sean Bunting, let's be real. He came from Central Michigan. Yeah, he's so, not. He's not used to playing against this he's, talent. He's not, he's not used to playing some, against some of this talent. They, they do play some some bigger name schools because Central Michigan is one of those teams that like is is like that uh that D one school. Even though they play a, in, a, in a lower division, they do get scheduled against some of the teams like your Michigans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They do play against some some big teams in the NCAA. They're kind of like an Appalachian State, you know, like they they, they do play against like your Carolinas and and teams like that. But man, you know, it's a little bit different between playing one of those teams that your school is basically making money off of because oh, you want to pay us five hundred thousand to come play you guys in your schedule? Yeah, okay, we need we'll, the money really bad, we'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come play you guys. So yeah, they do get that experience, but it's not like a team like I don't even want to say Alabama because they be playing Helen Keller School, the gifted. But it's not like <laughs> an Ohio State or something like that where they play against like teams. You know, legit teams yeah, all the time. It's not like LSU out there trying to yeah, ball. it's not like LSU out there trying to ball out. So. You know, there's a little learning curve for him, and we're probably going to see a big jump because, see, here's the thing, too, with a lot of our rookies and even, like, some of our defensive backs, this is their second year. You're going to have – Carlton Davis' second year. Every last one of those guys, you know, you're, you're changing a complete different defense. So now you got a year of tape in the off season that you get to go review with your coaches and be like, okay – this is where you went wrong in this defensive set or this alignment or whatever. And they got stuff that they can learn on over the offseason as well as getting stronger, getting faster. Uh, you know, somebody like Jamel Dean who's had knee issues, you know what I'm saying, rehab even better. 
You know, say he hasn't had any knee issues with us per se, mm-hmm. but it's you know in, in, in his college. Think about you know a year or two removed from that, everything's healed up a lot better, getting stronger, working. Well, with it's the training program yeah. so much better in the NFL. It is compared to college. So, I mean, we talked about some old, or some defensive back. Let's talk about the O line. Offensive line is another one. Jameis again it, pressured left and right this it, weekend. It, it's, he was it's, getting worked, and that's going to be a combination. I think how we have to address the line. Is a we do got to get younger because we got like guys like Demar Dotson who's been around. I actually got Demar Dotson's autograph on a pair of shoes during Gerald McCoy's rookie year. Damn, when they used to have the Josh fan, Freeman? when they used to have the fan fest. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days back when Kellen <laughs> Winslow was on the team. Man, who's now doing how many years Time. in prison? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So let's just be real. One of the most I think like. Positions on the field where it really takes a toll on your body is probably in the trenches, because every other play like you you're hitting every play. Yeah, yeah. Th- think about it. like you're a wide receiver. If you're running a route and you don't get the ball, a lot of times you're just running out there. You're running a route, sprint like a gazelle. You know what I'm saying every time that ball gets hiked, those guys boom, boom, they're smashing into each other. That big ass rhinos so, out there. Yeah, going they're like big, yeah, like that big old rhinos is freaking going at it. So you know you got to think Santana Dawson. He's getting to that age. You know what I'm saying is is, is probably going to be making his way out the league. You know, in the next year or two, we do need to bring in some veterans that I think. Did you just say Santana Dotson? Yeah, I just he say did. Santana. Let him I'm thinking, I'm like, hold on. Out he was did a we buck. just hit a, a time buck. warp? <laughs> that was Lamar a defensive Dotson. lineman. That was a defensive Lamar lineman. Demar Dotson. His cousin, dog. His cousin, <laughs> man. But now, Demar Dotson. We knew what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah about you know what? I didn't ass. know. Because honestly, when he said Santana Dotson, I'm like, Hold on one Lisa second. At least I didn't screw up completely and say Damn, Santana Moss. Did I have Moss. too many of these sweet waters? At least I didn't say Santana Moss. Boy, that a totally different position. <laughs> like 180 pounds Not lighter. even a Dotson. <laughs> Remember the cars for the Dotson? But, yeah, I feel you. Dotson's going to be – he's going to be moving on. We do got to get younger, but I think we also need to bring in a couple of veterans to help teach some of these younger guys some technique. Um, I think the best option – we're going to get into this. You know, this is going to be probably our theme over the next – you know, a few weeks going out of the season. Ten what, years. <laughs> well, no, what, what's, what's going on with Rebuilding Jam- for the Bucks. Well, what's going on with oh, Jameis Winston? That's you know true. what I'm saying? Yeah. I think if we decide to stick with Jameis Winston, who I don't feel we should franchise, if our only option is to franchise him for $27 million, you got to let him go and try to get another quarterback. That's, that's just my personal opinion. So you're moved on. You're done. What I'm trying to say is – You're done. That's I'm not, what you're saying. I'm saying if we can sign him for a discount, I'm cool with like a year or two discount. What do you? What do you? What do you have to franchise him for 27 million? And we got like we're we still trying to figure it out. In the thing, nah. What if we're 10th in the draft and we can't franchise well, him? Well, we're already higher than 10th in the draft, anyways. Well, yeah, but things can happen in the next six weeks. We like, could we could win a couple games. I mean, Miami, Miami, the Miami Dolphins are trying to win games right now. So, I mean, hey, Atlanta Falcons, saying, are, they might pass us. Besides up. Cincinnati, like people are winning games out there. So, I'm saying, I'm just saying, like we could strike some gold and, and win four out of the next six games. Uh, I mean, we not. could strike gold and have Destiny's Child come in here and give us all BJ's. But I mean, the, the chance that actually happens. Right, so you got, you got the Falcons, then the Jaguars, then the Colts, the Lions, the Texans, I, and the Falcons. I say. Maybe, Maybe two. Two of those games are winnable. Maybe two. Maybe one of the Falcons games. And the way the Falcons are playing right now, who, who I don't even know. Knows? I don't think we can beat the Falcons right now. I don't think we can beat the Falcons right now. They're on fire. We'll Maybe see. the Jaguars and the Lions. 
no, nah, hell no. Nah. Nick Foles is going to throw all over us. I don't know. He's pretty He's pretty. Just nah. He's like a statue in the pocket. So. We don't lose to Jacksonville. He is, but the way our secondary is, and they, listen, yeah. Stevie yeah. Wonder can drop 350 and four touchdowns on us. I agree. I Daniel agree. Jones did. I agree. I'm not even going to argue that. There's no devil's advocate. There's no – nope. I agree. Like our best case scenario is we better pray to the football gods that they decide to force feed uh, Leonard Fournette. Well, they probably will because he's gets the most volume out of just about any back besides not named Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't get those on freaking passes because they probably gonna tear us up with that too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we got we got a lot of holes to fix, and uh, we 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 had a we had a ramen noodle budget this off season with a lot of holes to fix. We get some Campbell suit next month, next year, maybe next, next year we might get some faux. Maybe. We got a little bit of a better budget. But before we get there, speaking of holes, let's talk about the order of the franchise. Okay. So I'm going to pose this question to you guys. Let me get a pen real quick because I want to write this down so I can like kind of just, just have a Yeah, you got a vision. You got to visualize it. So We call this the state of the franchise. No, it's called order of the franchise because I want you to give me the order in which you'd put this – uh, these priorities on on these uh, four line items that I'm going to be giving you. Um, the first one being, in no particular order, GM, uh, O line, mm-hmm. quarterback, DB. I want them ranked. Four being the least priority, and one being the most priority. Do you have them already, Eddie? GM, O line, QB, and DB. So GM being your fourth, the least priority, right? You looking? Public? No, no. I was just. I was. Uh, okay, you're just repeating what. what oh, you're just four. repeating. Okay, I thought you already had it. Well, I'll go ahead and give you mine. Well, no, GM is the fourth. That's your fourth. That's the fourth. My fourth is going to be quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Who's your fourth? My fourth is going to be the GM. Okay. Who's your third, Eddie? Quarterback. Who's your third? Quarterback. GM. So there's, there's a constant here. Yeah, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. Like quarterback is quarterback and GM, as far as the Bucks go, are a lot of people would say quarterback is the, the most important thing that needs to be fixed right now. I said there's some issues, but there's some bigger issues, obviously. Moving forward in this, we'll kind of come up with some things that need to be fixed. Next being on my list would be O-line. Eddie? Okay. Uh, DBs. Okay. Number two. All right. And I, and I can't disagree with that I, either. I like where we're at with the DBs. They just need some practice. They, they need some, some, some game time. Some, they need some runs out there. They need some AI time. Yeah. Craig, what do you say for I'm, number two? I, I'm with Eddie on, on the DBs. I think okay, the, DBs. I, I personally think the O-line is the, the biggest issue. And, you know, like I was stating even on something, uh, I think actually it was on one of the posts I posted on uh, STLR Sports Talk. It was one of the ones, uh, I forget, it might have been even like the Hargrave story. Somebody posted on it or whatever. And I said, well, look, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are always blaming. You know, somebody had made like some kind of remark about Jameis. And I was like, look, I was like, you can have Joe Montana and, or Tom Brady back there. I was like, with the freaking way that damn offensive line blocks, it's going to be a struggle for anybody. So I agree. You know, what I'm saying the the to address the quarterback issue 
okay, if you do decide to move on from Jameis Winston because you think his, he's too much, well, then that cornerback issue maybe slides up to two if we don't bring him back. But at the end of the day, you got to protect him. Like That's like literally having Fort Knox with no locks on the door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have – perfect example. We talked a little bit about college sports just a minute ago. We brought up Tua. I mean, think about it. Everybody is just a hit away from some kind of serious injury. If Every time Jameis is getting pressured, he's at risk. Every time, A lot of times when he is pressured, he's forcing things that aren't there. He does have that Brett Favre kind of mentality where he, you know, saying he feels <clears throat> like he can get stuff in there, and sometimes it works, and sometimes he pays for it. Sometimes he's on the same, you know, he doesn't have that that Peyton Manning, um, Reggie Wayne, and even like Marvin Harrison where they can just like look at each other and they see the defense and like I look at you, you look at me, and you already know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? They don't have he don't have that chemistry with with some of his receivers. I think he was on that page with Mike Evans last year. He was it, in, the, in the Cutter new, offense. I think he was offense. on that page, but now with this new offense, I don't I don't know. There's something about it that the chemistry is just not there on c- certain weeks to be able to shut down. Two wide receivers, not let alone just Mike Evans by himself last Without week. Without your number one, but to be able to corner. shut down Chris Godwin as well was a little surprising for me. Yeah, it's, it's 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 new for everybody though. And at the end of the day, there's a difference between the offense that you've been in for three years and the offense you've been in for what twelve weeks now, coming up twelve weeks. So, so we're pretty much all in agreement on that. Basically, O line and then. Or DBs and then O line yeah, is, is the number one. We're all pretty much. I think me and Eddie have the same list. We all got. I mean, you're pretty much the same way, except for we just flip flopped a little bit. Your your number one priority and our number one priority is. I mean, but it's yeah. Our two highest priorities, like you said, DB offensive line. But but my point being, and the reason why we did this was basically to show that if we fix those two top priorities, whether it's O line or DBs first, secondary, I think that's going to improve. The stock in Jameis is also going to improve the team's in, uh, win factors as well um, because we're, we're giving up like 32 points a game or well, something like that. So it's like – Here's here's my opinion on this, all right? And here's why I said – and Eddie can get into his when, when, uh, afterwards, and I don't know what he was thinking when he decided the O-line, right? So I went with O-line because, A, you're protecting Jameis Winston. I feel like if you protect Jameis Winston better and the offense actually makes plays, it keeps the defense off the field, right? So there's less exposure for those defensive backs to get burnt. But as we all know, as a football team, if you're doing three and outs and three and outs and three and outs and three and outs or whatever, or even if you're not like, you know, say you're getting a few plays, but then you still end up end I mean, result being a punt. The defense does get tired quicker they because they're out there a lot more. So that offense has to control the pace to move that. So I think by improving the offensive line, it helps the defensive backs. Now, not saying that we don't need to make improvements in the offseason, bring in some veteran leadership or whatever the situation is because we do have a lot of young guys. I don't think the answer is necessarily through the draft. We've got to develop some of these guys. This draft does not need to have any defensive backs. None. And that needs to be addressed through free agency. Let those guys work it out following draft. Let's see if we need to address that again. Let's give a couple of these younger guys some time to come in, maybe make some trades if we need to. Bring in veteran leadership. That's what we need to do but, for the secondary. But I think offensive line is the biggest issue here. And I think offensive line, obviously, my second and third ranked things 
it, it literally helps both of those. It helps the quarterback, obviously, because you're not running for your freaking life every down. And it helps the defensive backs because it keeps them off the field because we can actually run the ball. We can pass the ball. We can pass protect. We can pass block and do all those things that we need, you know, that, that a quarterback like a Jameis Winston who wants to take risks, he needs some time back there. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine, like, an offensive line that gave him five or six seconds seven seconds to scan the field and make a legit play, that, that makes it a little bit more deadly. With a solid running game. With a solid running game. And that's, I mean, if we want to go five, I'm going to say that because Ronald Jones is the answer. But after that, I don't really, we, we need we need a, a complimentary back. I think a fourth or fifth rounder <clears> might need <throat> to be picked on some, picked on him or, or maybe a, a veteran. But most of the guys who are veterans that get to free agency aren't really worth a damn. Going back to the line, what do you think we do with Donovan Smith? Gone. Can we afford to get rid of him with all this this guaranteed money that he still owed? No, you can't get rid of him. Thirteen million. So, so here's when I was talking about the Jameis Winston thing, right? I don't think that he needs to be franchised because twenty seven million dollars for Jameis Winston is just, in my opinion, it's it's too much. If you can get him for like some kind of twenty ish, eighteen ish, for like a year or two. My move, if I'm the GM, obviously we're going to have a top 10 pick. I'm taking the best available offensive tackle. And I'm just going to be real. Behind close, Publicly, I'm not going to state it, but by, the top, but by my pick, it's going to be understood that, hey, I'm trying this dude in practice at left tackle, and if he does a better job than your ass, you're getting booted over to the right. Yeah, we got one more year. 2020 is the last year of his guaranteed money. So in 2021, after that season, we can we can release him. So I think that you got to bring in uh, if if Jason Light isn't already preparing to take the best available tackle in this draft, that should be the first pick. It it, it better be a Joe Burrows or, or somebody like that. That's the only way because we're gonna have such a high pick. Some kind of lineman or something's going to drop anyways because you know you, people get those like I don't really want to say luxury picks, but they get fascinated with like you know there's going to be a running back or two probably going to go in the first round. They'll probably be like that that I got to have tight end. Couple receivers are going to be out there. There's going to be a, a probably the defensive lineman because those are always you know a, a real need for a lot of teams. There's going to be a couple. You know, defensive backs out there, some linebackers. So you know, linemen are you know you can get some solid linemen second, third round as well, and, and, and still be okay. But it, it, there, there's just so many directions that the Bucks need to go in, man, and, and really make some moves. Offensive line, and how they've had a history of doubling up over the last couple of years on some draft picks. I think offensive linemen, if you don't go, if quarterback is not the move this year, it needs to be. First, second round offensive line. If they go quarterback, it's not going to go any better for say quarterback. And that's offense. Who they if, they, if they don't draft no. or or address his offensive line problems in this offense, and it doesn't matter who's going to be lining behind snap. It could be Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes. I'm not going to have any time. They need to fix that side with Dotson and with Smith. That's the side that's killing them right now. Well, that's both sides. <laughs> that both sides. Yeah, that's the left and that's the right side. So and then also Kappa, you know, has been he's been looking pretty bad the last couple of weeks. After he's coming his, back from a broken arm. After his broken arm, yeah, he played better with a broken arm. The, I, I mean, honestly, I the most that. consistent player this whole year has been Ryan Jensen. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Jensen's been good. And Ali Marpet hasn't really even been having a good year either. But I, honestly, I think we just need to blow that whole offensive line up. Maybe keep, maybe keep Jensen and, and Kappa and um, Marpet. 
and then sit. Well, we're stuck with Donovan Smith. Smith and I know we're 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 stuck with him, but you can switch. Doesn't mean we got to play him. Offensive line. Like I said, you got to switch him to the right tackle and, and hope for the best that we can get. A, a maybe good. you're right. Maybe maybe he just needs a change in scenery. Go to the right side of the line, and maybe that'll help him out. Because the so. left the left side is just not working for him or Dotson. Dotson's just lost a step. He can't even. He needs a walker out there. Yeah, he's he, done, he, man. He, he, he's, he's past. Done. He's past the. Uh, he's almost like the uh, Philip Rivers of offensive linemen. Oof. Yo, Philip Rivers throws up four. Man, he looks. I had to throw that out the past couple weeks. He has looked. He bad. looks horrible, man. And no one's calling his name like they are Winston. Because he's won a lot of games, though. Mm. No playoff. <laughs> That's not true. many playoff games. Not very many playoff well, Winston games. Winston hasn't even made a playoff game, so. Yeah. True. Looks like I'm going to be losing that bet, huh? So, speaking of Jameis Winston, obviously quarterback is something that we all have, uh, either third or fourth on our list. What What is, like, your opinion of the quarterback situation? I'm going to skip the defensive backs because we've already kind of touched on that a couple times. We feel like it definitely needs some veteran leadership in there. The quarterback department, though, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Do you want us to franchise Winston, or do you think we should try to work out some kind of cheap-ish? I'm just friend- as frustrated as every other Bucks fan out there watching Jameis throw interceptions and, and look like a complete fool on a, on a week-to-week basis. But I also look at it as he's not getting the time. He doesn't have a pocket to throw. You got receivers running wrong, wrong routes. routes man, you got and you, you say eliminate the DB talk because it has nothing to do with Jameis, but it kind of does if you think about it. I mean, we're giving up the we're the worst pass defense in the league besides Oakland. We're the worst. We're, we're giving up the booty left and right, um, and that's got to affect the offense in some way, in shape, or form too. Because I think play calling he's is playing catch up constantly. Too, Before the first quarter is even over, we we're down twenty to nothing. You know, we're playing from behind every single week. You, you you get a defense out there that's actually going to be able to stop the pass because that's what this NFL is predicated on is the pass now. It's great, awesome. We're second, first in the league in rush defense, but we can't stop the freaking pass. You can't stop the pass in this league. You're going to be going nowhere. Um, and you can't protect your pass, protect or you can't protect your quarterback. You're not going to go anywhere on that side of the ball. We have a decent offense. We just need to, we need to pass protect. So, yes, do, do I think we should bring back James? I think that's going to be our smartest move. I don't think throwing a rookie quarterback in the, in the mix is going to that's be any better. Backwards. Um, you know, we can't all catch fire like the New York Giants, you know, with Daniel Jones. You know, get lucky like that. So well, They had a couple of draft picks, so they were able to, you know, when you got two first-round draft picks, it makes it a little easier. Yeah. They, well, they had three. They had three, and they used it on Correction. the first one. From our resident uh, Giants fan here in the village, out of Queso. Stay tuned for Villains Gospel here at 9 o'clock. So, yeah, if we can get him at a discount like you're talking about, that would be the greatest situation. But I think James is going to use the leverage leverage that he has, and and, and that's going to probably lead to us having to franchise. Does he really get a payday, though? No, but someone will I really think on the going to... market, I think he still get 20 to $25 million. That's I think what... someone's going to give him 20 $25 million. That's what everybody's saying. That is going right on the market, open market, even with this, is about $22.5 million. Here's the play devil's advocate a little bit because, you know, A, we got the Villains Gospel coming on at 9 o'clock, but Zach likes to do this a lot of times. At worst, all the time, we can give him the franchise tag, pay him that little bit of bread. 27 If he starts looking like crap next year, hey, we can go for your boy uh, Trevor Lawrence, old sunshine. Clemson, 
We could be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. He does. Every time I see him with that long hair, it reminds me of your boy Sunshine from Remember the Titans. Yeah. All I picture is your boy going, uh, Sunshine. sunshine. It, it, it reminds me of Blaine Gabbert. No oh, man, Blaine Gabbert. Come on, meow. What's the name of the, the guy from uh, Green Bay? You play with Green Bay with the long hair? No, Clay. Clay, oh, Clay Matthews. Matthews. You're talking about Clay. Trevor Lawrence gonna be the next dude to get a, to get the uh, Head and Shoulders commercial. Watch, he's gonna be the spokesman. It's gonna be him, Pat Mahomes, and your boy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Steelers. Troy. Troy. Yeah, Troy, Troy Palomalu. The Samoan. The Samoan. The Samoan fro. But yeah, man, we got we got to do something. Um, how much did you say that we were looking at next year? For, I've seen a couple sites that say we have a total of ninety three million, and then I've I've seen also a couple that say when all said and done, we're going to have fifty seven million to spend. That's going to be before we sign Jameis. Whether so, we we'll say about or what. sixty. Yeah, man, could we get Jameis with like a? Uh, a more expensive back end contract. Be like, look, man, we're gonna give you a little signing bonus. What's the whole thing? Is he's not gonna he's not gonna get multiple years. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's really played well enough to get multiple years. Well, the thing is, is that the Bucks aren't gonna offer him the money that he wants in those multiple years. Therefore, he's not gonna take the multiple year offer. He might get offered multiple years of three years, but it's just not gonna be at the salary that the Bucks or that. I James think they're gonna wants. come at him with a, with an offer like they did uh, Bortles, Blake Bortles when uh, You might be right. Yeah. I could see that. They're coming out with him a couple year deal. He, he's honestly playing like Blake did. Blake had a year where he threw thirty something touchdowns. Like he looked pretty halfway decent. He looked actually really good. I'll go out on a limb. He, he looked really good. Where's he playing now? Now he looked like crap. He's backing up in St. Louis. <laughs> or St. Louis. He's LA, backing man. up in LA. St. Louis, <laughs> the St. good Louis old days. Like, yeah, back in the days, the right team, wrong catch. city. Yeah, way off. Right team, wrong city. So we we're a good team. I mean, we're we're getting to the uh, make or break time here for James. Six Winston. games yeah, left. Man. Six games left. There's not very much. We do have the Atlanta Falcons coming up. We do. These are our last two um, division games for the season. We played uh, the Carolina Panthers and the Saints already, and now it's just Atlanta. And we played them, what, the second to last game of the year? Last game. The last game of the year. Yep. So we played them this week in the very last game. That's going to be at home. And this that one's going to be at home. This one's going to be away. Yep. This Atlanta Falcons team legit has came out. They beat the Saints two weeks ago. Yeah. They beat the brakes off the Panthers. Beat they the brakes off them, boy. McCaffrey's still eight, though. McCaffrey's he, he just thing. He just always – he just – just fantasy stud, but they weren't Drew Brees though. Like, I, and look, I'm this. I'm not making any. St- I'm not saying this is what happened, but it almost looked like that defense ate steroid sandwiches during their bye week and came out and like, oh, we well, actually know how to play defense. You know what it was though, right? Did you did you realize that Raheem Morris before two weeks ago was a wide receiver coach for the Atlanta Falcons? The wide receiver coach? No. And now he's the DB coach. Huh. Why the hell was he? He was. I have no idea. I had to literally pause the TV to look at the screen and read it like four times. I need to check your references, man. I don't know. I swear to God, unless they got it wrong on the TV, I literally paused it and read it. I should have taken a picture of it. Hey, Monty, he Kiffin. was the wide receiver coach. Hey, Monty Kiffin, you want to come over here and uh, let me just let me just Google this coach. again. But I don't know, man. You're you're probably right. You're probably right, but I don't know how I am because I never knew that he, he was, was a defensive coordinator. I mean, he's he a, was the DB's coach for the most of his career. I mean, when he went to Washington, yeah, and started he out with the Denver Bucks before. 
He was the head coach, offensive passing game coordinator slash wide receiver coach for the Atlanta Falcons. It says slash. It says head coach slash. I don't know why it says head coach. This is on the oh, assistant head coach. Excuse me, offensive passing game coordinator slash wide receivers coach. That's literally like me working at Chili's. And like, what position are you? Oh, I'm I'm the I'm the grill technician. Yeah. But you're working as a busboy? No, I'm saying I, I, I'm, I'm a cook in the kitchen. Oh, okay. I work the grill, but I'm a grill technician. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was he, the offensive pass game? Passing game coordinator and wide receiver. What the coach. hell does that even mean? The passing game coordinator. I thought it's like a made-up title. Like, what is it? I never even heard of that position. I feel like there's a reason why. I mean, this is probably why they weren't doing too good. They started out one and seven on the year. I mean, they had they had Raheem Morris as a you wide know what receiver. It sounds coach. like it sounds like he had the baby powder for dirt dirt coder. <laughs> dirt cutter. Like like you the assistant pimp. Your whole family was come from a from a tree of assistant pimps. That's why you never gonna be a real pimp. Give me my powder. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a offensive passing coordinator. What, what? I don't even know what that means. Did he didn't get a chance. To I hold can't even say the title. He probably just held the chalkboard. But anyway, since, since that change, and now he is back to his uh, original position coach of DB coach that he's uh, – I think he's calling plays too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that defense is playing uh, lights out. And, you know, he's a, yeah. the offense is still the offense I, there. I, I, I think Quinn came on him and said, look, man, I'm not about to lose my job. Y'all need to step up. He I think he's on a hot seat, though. He probably made some he was, adjustments. Man. I think he was the hottest-seated coach. And I'm going to be real with you. The Falcons actually have me worried. You know, going up to, like, the last two weeks, I was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? We, could look, we, we might be able to get a couple games at the end of the season, you know what I'm saying? And on, 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 I don't want to play the Falcons right now. They're looking like a completely They're different a team. team. They're a hot that team. That defense is looking pretty serious. It's – it's. I, I think it may be still a close game. It may be a shootout, but – well, they come in with a pro- prolific passing game. Matt Ryan, along oh, with Jameis Winston, I mean, our, have the most 300-yard passing games our only hope, in the NFL. I mean, and, so. and, and, I mean, I don't really think it's going to bother us that much. But uh, Freeman is, is has been banged up. Yeah, so is Hooper. But, so, but they're, I mean, our, our run defense is, is pretty solid. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was going to be a, a big factor probably in the game. He'd probably be under 100 yards. He might have some, some – We need to pray Julio Jones gets turf toe or something. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's been looking like a beast the past couple weeks. The 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 team that Julio faces the most, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he also has the most yards, touchdowns, and catches. And, against. I mean, w- with our defensive backs, I mean, Matt Ryan is a franchise quarterback. I mean, he's a, he's a good – he's one of the, the top – He's a winner. He's a winner. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, uh, I would definitely say. He is. He's getting up there, though. He is getting up there. But I mean, when you got two targets, he's not trying to run and be athletic. He's uh, just trying to. When you got two Julio targets Jones. like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and against our weak defensive backs, I, I think you know, over under three fifty for him is it would would be like a good over under. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas has has him like three hundred fifty yards or three hundred twenty yards for an over under, because I, I think they're just going to air it out against us. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best scenario to. I mean, not for us, but. As far as how it's going to work out and how it's going to play out, it's definitely going to be a, a, a slaughter as far as the passing game goes. We haven't been able to stop anybody this whole year. No, I, I think that freaking Queso can go out there and throw 200 yards against us. 
Queso might be able to go out there and cover better than some of the <laughs> cornerbacks out there. That's only because he's going to trip somebody at the line. <laughs> he's going to play dirty. He's like, I'm too big to be running. <laughs> and he's going to pull out the little the little cop nightstick thing, that you know, the one that you flick and it like extends he's gonna out. He's going to hit him with he Tanya Harding? He's going he to pull a Tanya Harding on somebody. <laughs> there are three. Julio, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my kneecap. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the Falcons a- are opening up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bucks. With an over or under fifty three and a half in our home home uh, stadium, which normally Vegas. No, 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 no. We're in Atlanta. Remember, we're in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, yeah. The last game's the yeah. home yeah. game. Yep. So I mean, basically, they they basically have Atlanta as a the home half field point, favorite. Half yeah. point favorite. Half point favorite. Like almost a pick them. It's because Vegas is like, eh, they look good the past two weeks, but uh, we don't want to put ourselves out there and have some people bet on the Falcons and they lose. I put some money on the Falcons right now. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Maybe the mo- maybe the money might be on the Bucks. That might be the smart money. Hey, put it on if, the Bucks. If they pull it off on the shock. You could probably. I could definitely see the Bucks going into Atlanta and winning. I mean, we've we've done it before. We've also gone in on a Monday night football game and and got destroyed. Like what, forty eight to nothing or whatever it was. Why yeah, that was that, up, man? that was uh, the day after Quan Alexander's brother died, yep. got killed, and he came out and had a a terrific game. I think he had like three interceptions, one for a touchdown. And then we ended up losing like forty eight to something. It's, it's weird that this just got popped in my head though, actually. But uh, and he's not signed for any significant amount of money. What about Kendall Beckwith? I mean, has has even anything came out about him as far as what's going on? I mean, isn't he still on the team? He's still on the team, but I mean, he's still under contract. That rookie deal, is yeah. It? I wonder when he comes off. Let me look that up. See when he comes off. Uh, is he going to even fully recover from that? Because I mean, that's 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 a huge addition. He for just our broke defense. his leg, didn't he? I, I mean, I thought that's all that happened. Was he broke his leg? I, I, how serious could it be? It was two years ago. I thought he was cut. No, he's still on the team, but it was it was a it Kendall was, Beckwith is still on the team. Um, let me see, twenty twenty, he's still on the team as well. I think like with what it was, like some nerves or some other got some. There, I think there was like some, got nerve damage, some huh? nerve damage or something. Because I think it was like his ankles or something. I don't know. Weak man, JPP can come back from a broken neck. He can't come back from a little man, nerve cause damage because he's little pinky toe. Man, he taught the professor X and got the animanium put in there. I told remember, you, nah, you know, what saying you. that's why he out there doing backflips right now with three fingers, looking like a ninja turtle. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's like the fifth Ninja Turtle, JPP. JPP. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying him and Splinter smoke blunts together allegedly. All right, let's let's do our uh, let's do our predictions for this week. Oh man, what you got? I'm gonna say Atlanta's gonna beat us. Uh, beat the brakes off. Thirty-five twenty-one. Then just basically because. Oh, Matt Ryan's just going to come out and just destroy us I in the past game. Basically, I, what we've been seeing all all, all well, season. Well, to long. be real with you, listen, I, I feel like the the Falcons underperformed to begin with. Their team, I think, offensively, they're one of the the, the top offenses in the league. I feel like oh, yeah. potential passing game wise, they are run game not so much. And that's like the Bucks. And that's still with losing Sanu. He's a pretty good back, though, man. He's, he's all right, some, but I mean, games. what he what he was a couple years ago and what he is this year is two different things. He's he hasn't been the same. Uh, and this run game hasn't been the same since Tevin Coleman left. Yeah, that, that was a big hit, as you can see over in. Uh, but the passing game's still there. It's, it's kind of mirrors kind of what the Bucks look even, like even as well. If you if you look at the defense on the defense side of the ball, they give up the booty in the passing game, but they're pretty decent against the run. Uh, kind of like the Bucks, really good against the run, really bad against the pass. And the offense the same way, decent running game. Sometimes we have some some good spurts with the running game, but more often than not, it's going to be our passing game that's going to get us down the field. I'm just going to say I feel like you got a better chance of going to Mercedes-Benz Field. Cause that's what they play at too, right? Because it's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and then they mm-hmm. got the Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. 
Mercedes got money, man. Pick, one, pick one damn stadium. No, they, they got a dome. They, you could, you they got, got a like, field. Get that one. They need an arena now. I just feel like we got a better chance to go into that game on Sunday and get a Chick-fil-A sandwich than the Bucks do getting a win. That's just I bet how you I get feel right now. So when I when I pick the upset, am I going to be crazy? I mean, is it the craziest thing to pick Atlanta three and seven against what? Is it, they're three and seven. Right? All I gotta say is if you yeah, do they're that, three and seven. All I gotta do is if you say that you're crazy, ain't beautiful to me, bro. But y'all give me shit all season long because I pick against the Buccaneers. But the once one, one week time I, I go, I go with them. Y'all gonna say I'm crazy now? Oh, I'm gonna still pick the Bucks, and I'm gonna still. Oh, pick, I know you are because you're crazy Bucks. every week. I'm gonna pick the Bucks to win. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a high scoring. The Bucks game. could be playing the AFC like Pro Bowl team. He's still gonna pick the Bucks. You're right. Man. You're right. Uh, but I am gonna pick the Bucks this week, even though I picked them to lose. Most more often than not, uh, I'm gonna say 28. Let's say 28 27, real close game. Do I have to call Doogie Howser in here? You feeling all right? Let, let's say, let's say Atlanta misses the field goal to win the game at the end. Where Neil Patrick Harris at when you need him? You need some medication? Matt Bryant misses a field goal. Is Matt Bryant still the kicker? Nah. No, he got cut. Yeah, he did? Done, yeah. Who's the kicker? Chinese guy, Wu. Oh. Chinese guy, Wu. Yeah. Wu. Oh, yeah, the dude. Wu is gonna miss a kick to win the game for the Atlanta Falcons at home. The Bucks will win 28 27. Chinese guy's good. Does he make some he, good food? It's no like Ho King, Kim, man. some shit. The dude he, used to kick. He used to be the kicker for the Chargers. Too, oh, right? Ho King Shu or whatever yeah. his name is. Mugu Guy Pan or something like that. Fuck Shu or something. General So's chicken. There yeah. we go. He broke up kick though. Yeah, he can. He's out there like a Shaolin soccer. Like Shaolin soccer. <laughs> so what are your predictions, Eddie? We already know. Realistically, Bucks win. Bucks are gonna win. Yeah, realistically. I'm gonna call it right it. now. We're gonna get beat forty two to fourteen. It's gonna be forty two to twenty one, Tampa Bay. Man. What were y'all that. smoking on before y'all came out? It's the beer. He's got three cans over there. Two of them are yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you I put can't that count. evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I can't count. <laughs> sure. Well, I, no, I, I think Winston's gonna have a really big comeback game. If Winston has a big game, which I think he's going to have a big Ronald game. I think Ronald Jones is going to have a big game. Then I think that line's going to have a bigger game. Because we've seen it the, in the Rams game. The only problem is the one game is going to score. Listen, and, and, and I'm a, I'll defend Jameis Winston a little bit. If you want to be real and you want to look at his overall turnovers this entire year, i say probably like a good 30 to 40% of them wasn't his fault. At least 40. I'd say that. So 60-40 out of the 100% of the turnovers – you know, saying that's that's not bad. He should have like twelve instead of nineteen or eighteen or whatever it is. Yeah, so I mean, you like eliminate 10. you eliminate some of that. He's having a uh, two off rip from OJ Howard. We know that. Yeah, thanks a lot, OJ. Yeah, OJ. We got God. the wrong OJ. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, we got the old ass. We got the right you know, we OJ. Got, we got some expired ass Tropicana out there trying to play, <laughs> man. <laughs> Hey, them boys out there working at Tropicana, hey. come get your defunct product off they my field, down, man. Didn't they? Didn't nah, they close Tropicana's that? still out there getting it, man. We got that free Somebody juice. Somebody told me that they moved Tropicana. <laughs> they moved no, no Tropicana. It's still there. Man. You just drove by it today, didn't yeah. you? Bro, I see I the train by that all the time. time, bro. All right. Come on, ride that train. I don't know who hey, told me it. that, but screw you, whoever oh, told me that. That junk still smells like oranges when you go yeah. by there. I hate that smell. I, to be real with you, they probably smell like oranges at all. They could close it down and probably smell like oranges for like the next six years, anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Chernobyl. Embedded. Just yeah. like it's like there for it's generations just, just on end. It's like that soul glow out there, man. That yeah. orange glow. Well, we'll see who's right 
in this uh, Atlanta Falcons situation. So what you say? You're the only one, You said 28-27? 28-27. What'd you say? I, I went a little more specific, and I said that the kicker, Wu Chu or whatever his name is, is going to miss a kick to win the game for the Falcons at home. We'll just, we'll just call him bourbon chicken for right now. Okay. If that happens, mm-hmm. I'll buy you Chinese food next Tuesday. Okay. Hey, speaking of kickers real quick, we, we did play uh, Gibbs High School. Up in in Tampa when we were with uh, doing the Booker football coverage, they had this kicker that we referred to as Sebastian Sapp because he was like a line. He was as big as an offensive lineman and Sebastian Janikowski mixed. So he Sebastian was just it was like this big old black dude, bro. So we called him Sebastian Sapp. I thought he it was what? Sapp, like that UFC fighter. Wasn't that his name? Oh, Sapp? Bob Sapp. Yeah, he wasn't like as raw as Bucky little, little though, was he? He was he, he was Sebastian Sapp and then Warren Janikowski, like the whole game, bro. He was like this big old dude. He hit, he hit a little field goal though, man. Was he wasn't good as Bucky though. No, he wasn't. No, no. He had a fake leg, man. He he had an advantage. He it's had like, a fake leg. Yeah. Is it is that an advantage? That's not an advantage. A fake leg. That's a that's a disadvantage. What? Bro, it's, it's titanium. It wasn't titanium, dude. That was back in nineteen eight ninety eight. I had some bootleg we metal kids. back then, man. He had a he had it's a outlawed now fiberglass little. Man, he had to worry about that no turf toe or nothing like that, though. That's like it's your true. boy. That's like your boy who holds the kicking record with the half a foot. Yeah, but he, he had a club. He kicked with his. Like he's pretty much out leg. there with a golf club. Like, what if they put like a hinge on his down. ankle? They gave him like extra leverage, man. No, to get, like, an extra 10 this yards. was ninety-eight. That this was is like, like literally boy, a plastic leg. That was like your boy Tink Tink in the Olympics, man. My boy had freaking paper clips for legs. That well, was two thousand and eleven. This was nineteen ninety-eight. It was a plastic boot that went on his foot. Bro, they made it was, a nuclear bomb it, in the there Florida, wasn't, It man. wasn't they Ting Ting. <laughs> he, had, he, he had a prosthetic leg made by Tesla. By Tesla, That's bro. my final statement. We're going to end the show on that. Right. <laughs> Bucks win. Any, That's what Bucks I'm saying. Win. I'm saying it. Bucks, Bucks win. win. Two versus one right now. We'll see who's right. Not that the season's going to turn around or, you know, yeah. have some miracle. Hey, man, but the, I think just the Bucks to say, are gonna get one just of these to say wins. we've won three games, right? Yep. There's still six left. Tony Dungy's first year. Talk, go all the way back to that first segment. You were talking about culture. All right? They finished off strong at the end. They sucked the whole first part of the year. They were horrible. Everyone was doubting, saying, who, the, who is this they brought in? It's the worst thing to ever do. And look what happened. That was the biggest shift in franchise history. You still got time, man. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Not this season. You got to run more than eight times, though, to win. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Or the fact that we only had five plays in the first quarter. Ugh. Yeah, that hurt too. Well, Stay on the field, Winston. We'll be having more Bucks talk next week. Same great time, same great place. Y'all stay tuned. We got Villains Gospel coming up 9 p.m. with myself, Johnny Christ, and Queso. Until next week, peace out.